The Legacy Saga may contain subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Specific content warnings are available in the episode description. The tale of Aurora Nova Rescue our world from the darkness Azrael, Cortez, Tara Saban and Rowan and Nia Is that... The return of the rightful king could be the difference we need to topple Cassius. This could bring his terror to an end. If what you say is true, there is no other conclusion. But ultimately, what you do with this information is up to you. I... I need to think this over. If you'll excuse me. Yes, of course. Uh, You deserve a night of safe rest. You all do. You've been through a lot. Rowan, may I speak with you for a moment? Rowan stayed behind as her companions filed out of the meeting room. The elf sized her up once again, before speaking. (laughs) You uh, said your surname's Trialva, yes? Yes, sir. Oh, please, sir, is not necessary. That would make your mother... I am thee. You know her? Yes. <laughs> I did. She chanced upon our little refugee camp one night. Instead of exposing us, she provided us with food and aid. The kindness she showed to complete strangers was... Well, unlike any I'd ever seen in my hundreds of years. <laughs> that sounds like her. Yes. I can sense that bit of her in you as well. (laughs) It seems like you two were close. Yes. Is is she still in Highgate? Is she well? No. uh, She went missing a couple days before the gate fell. I tried looking for her, but... don't, Don't worry. Whatever extra resources we have, we can divert to look for her. I don't know if I could ask that of you. Please, Rowan, your mother was... is... very dear to me. And you are... At this, Rowan met his eyes for the first time, and noticed that they were the same shade of emerald green as hers. We... can continue this conversation later. I believe we'll have much to discuss. I'll let you rejoin your friends. Be careful around Sabin and that high watch girl. There's something about him. And as for Naya, it did not take long in Highgate for me to learn her family is not to be trusted. An aide showed the group to their quarters. Both Azrael and Sabin went immediately to their beds. Sabin passed into unconsciousness as soon as his head met the pillow. In contrast, Azrael lay on his back, staring at the ceiling in quiet contemplation. 
Atara noted the locations of the rooms and then tracked back to the cove dock. She sat on the hard stone dock and felt the light splashes of water hit her ankles. A small fish took a liking to her and jumped around her feet. Atara picked up a rock and attempted to skip it along the surface of the water. The fish jumped once more and landed with a larger splash than should have been possible. Hey! Whoa, what the hell? Where the small fish had splashed back into the water, Naya emerged. Do you want some help up? Come here. What were you doing in there? So, ever since I just casually turned into a wolf during that bandit attack, I've been wondering if it's something I can control. It appears that I can. So you became a fish? Yeah. I was between fish or bird, but ultimately I decided it would be pretty hard to see the town from above because of all the fog, so I jumped in here as a mackerel. I didn't swim out too far. There's a lot of shipwrecks down there. I'm starting to believe this leviathan Theo told us about is real. Oh, great to hear. So, everything just changes along with you? Clothes, bag, and all that? Unless I'm missing, like, a sock or something. Yeah, it's kind of hard to feel with it all being wet. That's convenient. Very. So. So? What was that sigh about, if you don't mind me asking? Atara broke eye contact and looked up to the rocky ceiling. I don't know. Um, still taking in... everything? I mean, it's barely been a week since we all met, more or less, and here we are, miles away from our home, surrounded by complete strangers wrapped up in some huge revolution. And who am I? Just some girl from the forest. D- do I belong here? I don't... I don't fucking know. Naya put one hand on Atara's shoulder. Whether or not you belong here, I'm glad to have your company. Really? Yeah. If you hadn't freaked out at the lighthouse door, I would have. But you were so calm when talking to me. Because I could focus on you and not my own thoughts. You know, there's that old saying that sometimes the best way to help yourself is to help other people. (laughs) Sounds kind of like what we're doing here, I guess. Exactly. And besides... It's not all bad, is it? See, that's the thing. I'm confused if I should be here. We're facing all sorts of dangers and horrors. I mean, we could all very well die. But if I had to make the decision to leave Highgate with what I know now, I'd still go. (laughs) You know, it's... It's all very conflicting. Oh, I know. At least right now we have the space to sort through the inner conflict, right? Yeah. 
Atara looked at Nai's hand on her shoulder, then over to her face, still glistening from the water. Is this a, a date? Oh, um, well, do you want it to be a date? I don't know. Uh, I've never really been on a date or had any friends. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. You're very pretty, and I like spending time with you. Does that mean I want to date you? Do you want to test it out with a kiss? Not really. I, it, pro- it probably wouldn't be bad. It, it's just... I, I, okay, okay, pause. Atara, I'm not offended if you don't see me that way. I personally wouldn't even consider this a date to begin with. And for the record, if you don't feel that way about anyone, that's cool. Not having those types of feelings is totally fine. (sighs) Thank you. Atara turned toward the water to hide her blushing cheeks and the smile trying to break out on her face. Wait, is that... A sock floated to the surface of the water. Well, shit. The job asked us to investigate these voices that were at the edge of this farmer's fields, right? So we get there, and what do we find? But, and I kid you not, frogmen. Frogmen? Right? It was weird, but they were there. I swear by it. So I'm like, let's go beat the crap out of these guys and get paid. And Paul's like... We have to come up with a diplomatic solution because my goddess said killing is bad. All the while, the frogmen are talking about doing their own killing. Atara and I sneak off and start wrecking these guys. Even Rowan gets up and joins us. Pole, of course, stands in the back. But guys, maybe they were just joking about all the killing and destruction they were talking about in detail. And we should give them a second chance. Sure. (laughs) I don't think he was entirely wrong. Come on, man. If we did what he said, our first revenge quest would be hunting down the frogman who murdered a farmer. I meant in general. If a peaceful option is available, wouldn't that be better? Are we talking about the same guy, Paul, who just dragged us on a huge, bloody revenge quest? And look at him now. He feels no better than he did before. Cortez. I appreciate you, but I sure as hell don't agree with you. Paul says what he says and does what he does because he thinks he's better than me. Just like Benedict. Who's Benedict? Just some guy. Ah, some guy, huh? Not like that. He was a dick. Paul's a dick too, but I guess Paul's more bearable. Paul is a dick? Okay, I walked into that one. But you know what I mean. Azrael seems more than just bearable to me. Sorry to break it to you, but he's already got a best friend. One can have multiple best friends. Who one considers their best friend or friends is all up to them. Don't you have one? I guess by default, you. (laughs) Wow. I'm honored. You should be. It's a very exclusive club. (laughs) (laughs) So you're sticking around? Yes, I am. To tell the truth, I don't know where else I would go. 
Plus, here I could help others, including my people. Two of these 13... Uh, 12 now. Two of these 12 are in charge of my home province. Maybe they worked with Garen and Hela, and by stopping those two, we could kill two birds with... Four. Four birds with one stone. Why bother? Yeah, Garen and Hela framed you, but your whole tribe still turned on you. Those two are a poison corrupting the minds of my tribe. If there's a chance that removing them will save my tribe, I have to take it. They deserve that attempt at least. Sure. Whatever you say. Well, what about you? You delivered the crown. Valor has it locked up here. Your quest is over. Are you going to stick around here? Or go off exploring the world? It is very enticing, especially that Raven's Rock place you mentioned. But I can't just yet. Apparently, I was trained by the Royal Protector, so that makes me the new one, right? And now I have a Royal to protect. Even if it is just pull. Besides, if I left, I'd disband the most exclusive club in the nation, Sabin's Best Friends. I'm glad to hear it, my friend. The moment of sincerity was too much for Sabin to take at the time. He rose from his position on Cortez's bed. Well, I'm tired. I will see you in the morning. We need our rest for the big bloated conversation about our duty to these people or whatever. That's no doubt in our future. Unbeknownst to Sabin and Cortez in the well-heated halls of their new headquarters, the first snow of the year began to fall outside. The people of Arkham tugged their cloaks tighter around themselves and rushed home quicker than usual, though the six newcomers would hardly believe that were possible. Even more difficult to conceive for them would be that some of those shady and secretive Arkhamites returned to a home with a warm hearth surrounded by a happy family preparing for dinner. Dead. Mm. Well, the way Yobard spent his life, it was bound to happen sooner or later. This had nothing to do with his salacious lifestyle. He was murdered. Murdered? By who? We didn't get a name. But that appears to be the only thing we didn't get. Go on. Six fighters confronted Eobard at the top room of his lighthouse. They were young, inexperienced, and only focused on Eobard and those who fought with him. The other partygoers in the room were left alive, with clear views of everything that happened. According to them, their ringleader, a tall young man, the son of Aesir Musania, come to take revenge on Eobard for murdering his father. Mm, they're from Highgate. It would appear so. At least, most of them. The six were composed of three humans, two elves, and a half-orc. As far as I know, there are no half-orcs in Highgate. Is there more? Another human arrived shortly after the battle. She appeared to be a spy or assassin of some sort. She mentioned a name. Theo. No last name given. The six left with her. Thank you, Ferdinand. Musaniuson and the five he leads are messy. No doubt they've left a trail of some sort between Highgate and Minos. Gather what information you can find about them. And this Theo. Yes, of course. Sir. Ferdinand walked down the carpet toward the door. 
before turning back toward the throne. One other thing. This is uncorroborated, which is why I didn't bring it up. Some of the guests claimed that between killing Eobard and the arrival of the other person, that the six vanished, then later left aboard a ship with owl sails. Most interesting. Make sure details like this are not kept from future investigations. Very well, sir. Ferdinand left Cassius alone in the Grand Throne Room. He arose and moved to the window. So, you're meddling again. Legacy Saga is produced by Welcome Matt Radio. Written and narrated by me, the artist currently known as Mosmo Napoli. Sound design and audio engineering by Austin Olivia Kendrick. Additional sound editing by Sam Trout. Vocal direction by Matthew Moore. Music direction and composition by Emma Whitley and Mac and Carol. Full cast lists can be found in the episode description. For more detailed information about the show, visit our website, welcomemattradio.com or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at welcomemattradio or on Twitter at matt underscore welcome. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tell us what you think over on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice so you don't miss out on the story. Mm-hmm.